exciting edition of the Brain Little Trivia Podcast. My, I am your MC, Davo, and with me tonight is Kells. Hello. Andy. Hey, everybody. And Neil. Um, what's going on? Did I miss something? Did I miss another meeting? I think there was a memo. <laughs> Did it, we it, copy him on it, though? Maybe That's not. That's not my job. <laughs> Why don't you do it for real this time? So tonight we're doing an Oops All Girls episode where I, Emily, will be taking the place of my darling husband, Davo, as MC. And instead of Kels and Andy, we have Jennifer and Stephanie. Neil, why don't you fill us in on what we're going to be doing tonight? Well, just to be clear, I am I am not a girl. Not that I'm opposed to it necessarily, but I'm not. So it's just mostly girls, really. But what we're going to do tonight is play some trivia. Each week we have a theme, and within that theme we have six categories, four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there, and then a final, which is worth up to 100 points. And unsurprisingly, today's questions are all about women. That just means I hope I don't screw up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, that should make me more confident, and yet it doesn't. No, it feels it like really the pressure kind of has the opposite effect. Is it more pressure <laughs> for you? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I think you guys did a, a women's <laughs> history episode. And I, I did not do well <laughs> listening to it. Well, I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to do mythology because that didn't seem fair. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I do have to say also that um, when um, a friend of the show, Bettina, found out we were doing this episode, she volunteered to do a few of the categories and then promptly wrote at least 80% of the questions. So Thank the first category is that mine. That means it's going to be hard. <laughs> yep. The first category is mine. The rest of them, for the most part, are hers. I, I added a few questions here and there, but uh, it's pretty much hers. First category, of course, is science. Have any of you heard of the Matilda effect? No. No. Okay. Well, so it's a phenomenon that was first described by uh, suffragist and abolitionist uh, Matilda Jocelyn Gage. Uh, she wrote an essay called Women as Inventor that was published in 1870. Um, and in it, she basically talked about how women's contributions to, to science are often overshadowed by uh, their male counterparts. <clears throat> and um, so I wanted to uh, highlight some women who were actually overshadowed by their male counterparts. So, question one. Nettie Stevens was a geneticist who discovered the mechanism for what biological trait in about 1905. Her prior doctoral supervisor, Thomas Hunt Morgan, essentially took credit for her discovery. Locked in? I'll lock in. If this is foreshadowing the rest of the quiz, I'm in trouble. Fair. <laughs> I didn't try to make it hard. Well, I, I worked all day and I'm five and a half months pregnant and really sleepy. So I'm kind of just doomed anyway. I'm like early Allison level functional. That is we a handicap right there for sure. Yeah, we've had we've had people try to um, make excuses ahead of time before. So <laughs> you're not alone in that, Emily. All right. I, however, am not. And I'm drinking wine, which <laughs> might be my own handicap. <laughs> I guess I'm locked in. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer? Um, I went with the logic that I've never heard of her, so I'm going to say this is question one, and maybe it's the easiest, and go eye color. Okay. Emily? Um, I'm having trouble with this one because, you know, the mechanism for all biological traits is essentially just your genes. <laughs> Um, so I tried to go with something a little more mechanical and said like hair type because the structure of the strand of a hair determines whether it's straight or curly or that kind of thing. Okay. Seth. 
I went with sex chromosomes, X, Y, whether you're male or female. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Emily, you were right on the edge of it. It is sex determination. The mechanism that is the X and sense. Y. It was really kind of awkward to phrase that. I can see that. Without actually saying what it was. So Steph got that one right. Question two. Rosalind Franklin's discoveries were acquired by what scientists, which eventually earned them a Nobel Prize for modeling the structure of DNA? Locked in. Locked in with one of them. I am locked in. Okay. I wrote her name on the side when you brought up the category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily? Uh, I remembered that one of them was Frick. I can't remember the other one. Okay. Stephanie? Watson and Crick. Jennifer? Yeah, I've also got Watson and Crick. Emily? <laughs> That's so close. <laughs> hey, I warned you. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be Davo, not, uh, not Andy. <laughs> Andy would totally turn Francis Crick into Frick. <laughs> Uh, I, I have heard, I have been re-listening to episodes and heard several, like, 10 question long dry spells from from him on an off night, so. Hopefully we won't go that far. Hopefully not. Uh, so, technically, the correct answers are James Watson, Francis Crick, and Maurice Wilkins. But okay. uh, nobody ever... For some reason, nobody ever remembers Maurice Wilkins. It's always Watson and Crick. So I'll give you full credit for Watson and Crick. Wow, Unfortunately, no points for Frick. That's fair. But she took the photo um, that uh, that showed what it looked like. The DNA, the double helix. And then one of them pushed her down, grabbed the photo out of her hands and said, look what I found. <laughs> Ran to the nearest scientific <laughs> journal they could find. Yeah. I, I think they just had her, by hit her in a closet. Right. It was something like that. <laughs> Question three. In 1967, Jocelyn Bell discovered regular radio signals from outer space in 1.377 second intervals caused by the rotation of a highly magnetized neutron star. But her doctoral supervisor eventually won the Nobel Prize for them. What are these neutron stars called? And for a bonus... What rock band put an image of these radio signals on their 1979 album? Locked in. I'm locked in on that. I have no idea about the album. Bonus. Okay. My I'm bonus is in. a total guess, but it feels like something that they would do. Minus two. <laughs> okay. Is that everybody? Yes. Let's start with Steph. I put pulsars. Okay. Jennifer? Yeah, that was our last minute. Aha, Pulsar. And I randomly guessed Pink Floyd, who may or may not have had an album that year. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Emily? Uh, I also said Pulsars and I said Pink Floyd because it felt like something they would do. Yeah, it, exactly. It is. Uh, it is. Um, sorry, Pulsars. The album, however, is called Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division. Oh, you ever seen that? Yeah, I was uh, never going to get that. That album nope, with nope. has like a bunch of waves on on it, like like uh, computer waves. How I'll many people here were alive in 1979? Oh, I was not. Well, I was, I was five, but <laughs> I wasn't listening to Joy Division when I was no. nine years old. Yeah, no. I was minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was minus five. Uh, and question four, Lise Meitner was an Austrian physicist who worked with Otto Hahn to discover the process of splitting atoms. And although Meitner won many accolades for her work, only Hahn won the Nobel Prize. What is the process of splitting atoms called? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. All right, Jen. I went with fission. Emily. I also went with fission. And Steph. I went with fission after going over fission versus fusion in my head. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is nuclear fission. Right. Everybody got it right. At the end of category one, Emily has 20, Jennifer 30, and Steph 
40. Wow. All so. downhill from here. <laughs> I'm not at zero. <laughs> all right. So this one is, uh, well, pretty much all the rest are Bettina categories. Okay. You're scaring me a little bit, but okay. No, we she's, love you, Bettina. She's lovely. <laughs> Uh, so the category is... I, I love you, Bettina, but you are very smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely and scary can go together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I wouldn't call her scary. <laughs> You're not answering the question. It's a good scary. <laughs> it's a good right. scary. So the category is products named for women. They're named after women. Okay. Hmm. Question one. What iconic girl shoe was manufactured and distributed by the Brown Shoe Company to accompany their... Uh, popular Buster Brown shoe. And there's an easy mode if you need it. Locked in. Locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Emily? I could honestly only think of one shoe. Uh, so I said Mary Jane's. Oh, I should say, uh, since there was an easy mode, I should answer, give you what that is beforehand. The easy mode was, it's also a slang word for marijuana. Ah, so, but nobody took it. So, Steph, what's your answer? Uh, Mary Jane's as well. And Jen. Mary Jane. It is Mary Jane's. See, that's a thing that uh, I think women have uh, an advantage over because I, I think I've heard of Mary Jane's as a shoe, but I have no idea what they uh, what they look like. I have worn that Mary is, Jane's. Yeah, they literally came up in discussion true. with my coworker today. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> After I answered, I thought apparently. About... Yeah, I think they're still popular, probably for little kids. Little, little. Yeah, I was pretty young. Are they kind of old-fashioned looking? Yeah. They yeah, they're like the classic them. shoe, like a dress shoe with a strap across the top of the foot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got the You've seen them. The, in the big, black. thick sole. Yeah. Yeah, all, almost always black. Yeah. 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 Patent leather. Often. Question two. What popular apple variety commonly used for baking is named after the woman who discovered and cultivated it in the 1860s? Locked in? Locked in. Locked in. Steph? I like to bake with these, Granny Smith. Jen? I agree. They're better for baking than eating. Granny Smith. And Emily? I do not like to bake with them because Dave O's face would turn inside out if I made him a pie with those. <laughs> Too sour? Uh, yeah, he does not do sour well, but I did say Granny uh, Smith. I, I have to do like honey crisp when I make apple pies because oh, yeah. the Granny Smith is just too sour. The sour, the better. I make lemon bars all the time. Yeah, sour is yep. good. Yep. It's kind of funny how he he's very particular about the kind of apples in his pie, and yet I know for a fact that he's eaten things that you wouldn't let him open inside the house. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. Question three. What makeup company was named for its founder's sister who would apply coal ashes mixed with Vaseline to make her eyelashes look darker? This company's most popular product is unsurprisingly their mascara. <clears throat> and there is an easy mode for half points if you need it. Locked in. I think I'm going to take a chance and lock in. I mean, I know I, I am. wrote something, so I'm going to lock in, but it could be a lot of things. <laughs> okay. Um, so everybody's locked in. The easy mode was this company shares its name with a 1955 song by Chuck Berry. That would not have helped me <laughs> at all. I think I'm right, Ben. I think I know the song. Okay. Well, let's start with Steph. I put Mary Kay. I have no idea. Jen? Maybelline. And Emily? I said Mary Kay because it's a lady's name. <laughs> well, another's, another lady's name is Mabel. And when you combine mm -hmm. that with uh, Vaseline, you get Maybelline. Oh, that's... Ew, I didn't know that's why that was... I just thought it was a cute name. Kind of different. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our final question. Uh, what hot sauce was named for a brave female soldier who disguised herself as a boy to join the Maderista army to fight in the Mexican revolution? 
And there's an easy mode for this one also. I have a guess. And if I'm right, I owe David a thank you for being himself. Um, I don't have I a don't guess. I'll eat take the easy mode. I of hot yeah. sauce, so I will... You said there was an easy mode? I'll take yeah. that too. Okay, so Emily's locked in. Steph and Jen want the easy mode, which is... It's also the first name of the first female cosmonaut. Oh. We've had that on the show. I know that. Um, I'm probably not right then. Although I I don't think I know the name of the first female cosmonaut. I'm locked in with a hot sauce that I don't think is right. I am going to lock in. I, I know that I know her name and cannot think of it, but I'm going to put something down. All right. So let's start with Emily. I said Cholula. Okay. Steph? I also said Cholula because I think they have a woman on the label. <laughs> they do. Uh, and Jen? So those, that sounds like a reasonable guess. I feel like this was actually a redactyl puzzle not long ago, and I couldn't pull anything, so I went with Misha, which is a nice Russian name. Okay. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal yeah. of responsibility. The Not surprised. The correct answer is Valentina. It is. Tereshkova? Yep. Yeah, I knew that. I've, that, I've never heard of that as a hot sauce. No, no, I haven't either. I, I've seen it. I've never, I haven't never tried it. I have Cholula and Tabasco and Tapatio. All right. At the end of category two, Emily has 40. Jen and Steph each have 60. Right. Caught up a bit. So let's move on to category three, which is creators. Also, uh, or inventors is another another way to put it. Question one. Though she never patented her inventions, in 1914, Florence Lawrence is credited for developing what standard feature in cars, which became mandatory in the 1960s. Her mother, Charlotte Bridgewood, also an inventor, patented electronic wiper blades in 1917. So I need the invention that uh, Florence Lawrence created and five bonus points if you can tell me what profession Florence was in. Mm. Locked in. Because if you don't know it, just make a guess. <laughs> put something on the paper. Locked in. Just put something down. That's what I did. Locked in. Okay. Let's start with Steph. I put down seatbelt, and I guess that maybe she was an actress. Can you be more specific on the bonus? No, because I have no idea what you would want for more specific. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jen? Um, I thought seatbelts were a little later, and because her mom did electrical stuff, I went with brake lights. And I'm going to guess my bonus is wrong since telephone operator is not a more specific type of actress. <laughs> and Emily. Uh, I said seatbelts as well, because uh, I think that was in the 60s. Um, and for the profession, I'm wrong, but I guessed like tailor seamstress because they work with fabrics and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I am not going to give you a sweep. The correct answer was turn signal. Oh, oh, so close. Hmm. Never would have gotten there. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you believe they weren't mandatory until the 1960s? People used hand signals, but they probably didn't use their signals then either. So. <laughs> they don't yeah. now. Why would we they then? No. I mean, I, no, I yeah. don't know if it's still a thing, but I remember when I took my driver's test many, many decades ago, I had to know the the hand signals yeah yeah we were taught well, them i can't remember if we were tested on them if somebody stuck their arm out the car window though i would just think they were trying to get some air yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and her profession she was uh she's known as the first movie star she was a silent screen wow. movie star so wow. i gave steph five points for that even though she couldn't be more specific. I imagined you were talking about movies, but I, I was, but I had no idea what be more specific meant in that situation. Well, right. can, given her, given um, when she was around, when she was active, she could have been mm -hmm. just a stage star or a vaudeville. Oh, so you meant on film. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she she was yeah. just talking about screen okay. movie star, known as again the the first the first movie star. For a long time, she was thought to be the first film actor who was actually named publicly. Until then, it was all anonymous. Wow, interesting. And yet, I've still never heard of her. It's a cool name, though, Florence Lawrence. Well, that makes me think of Julia Gulia, the <laughs> wedding singer. <laughs> all right, question two. Ophthalmologist Patricia Bath was the first African-American woman to have a medical device patent. In 1988, Dr. Bath patented the laser phaco probe, which was a less invasive and faster method to perform what kind of procedure? I'll lock in. Unhappily. I'll lock in with a guess. I'm I'm torn between two concepts here. Um, but I guess I'm going to... Concepts. That one, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see what I was going to write down here. Um... Somebody needs to start singing, uh, making do, doing really bad impressions of. Um... Oh yes. <laughs> Who's supposed to be Kels? Oh. I think I'm saying that staff's job. She's Kels. <laughs> uh, that that is the one. Th like I was a science major, like him. I like salads. I can do that part. Impressions, not not impressions in movies. Really, not where we align. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not good at impressions. Me neither. I don't ever do, do impressions. No, I have none of them, but I am locked in. All right. So let's continue on impressionless with Jennifer. Okay. Um, I thought that a probe didn't sound like it was doing any kind of cutting procedure. So I went with measuring the curvature of the eye. Okay. Emily? Um. I wasn't sure if it was around back then, but I was thinking probably LASIK. And to keep to my Devo roots, when you said FACO, I thought you said FACO, which made me think of a D&D &D joke. Yeah, I get that. That's why I spelled it. Yeah. It's P-H-A-C-O. <laughs> That's a nerd joke, everybody. Hey, yeah. a nerd joke. Uh, Steph? Um, I said cataracts, so fixing, replacing. I don't know what they could do at that point. Okay. Well, what they could do is remove cataracts with her laser phaco probe. Oh, wow. Good job, Steph. Question three. I don't really zoo, some I kind of cutting. Remove a cat. Yeah. It, yeah, it was don't. really cool. When I worked at the zoo, they really, they were, took a cataract out of a sea lion one day. It was fun to watch. Wow. Hmm. That is cool. Saving us from the sweep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Question three. What game inspired by her childhood in Africa did Les Leslie Scott create? The name for this game comes from the Swahili term to build. So dust off locked your Swahili. In. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, I'll start with Emily. I said Jenga. Steph. I also said Jenga. And Jennifer. Yeah, I started taking notes and you got to Swahili for build and said, oh, Jenga. That's got nothing else. I don't know anything else that could be, so... <laughs> You are all correct. It is Jenga. I've never played Jenga. It's fun. Yep. It is a fun game. Giant Jenga, even better. The, they have that at my kids' elementary school, and it's it scares me. Like these towers are taller than these little kids, and when they come tumbling down, those blocks are big. I mean, they're like a almost a foot long. They're seems like that would they're hurt. Giant ones, yeah. Yeah, that's what they have at the on the playground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seems weird to me. That but. surprises me. <laughs> I remember going to a bar in San Francisco and every time the giant one fell, everyone would freeze. Yeah. Yeah. You hear it. I'm sure. The original one, Trivia Nugget, um, when they when they make each set, um, some of the pieces are milled specifically to be like just like microns smaller on the edges oh. than others. So like when a piece feels loose, it it they're literally smaller on purpose on purpose so that wow. pieces can be removed yeah they make them slightly different sizes to make it more or less predictable yeah i cool. never knew that nope all right question four jean vilpro Vil power i'm totally mangling her name 
was a French marine biologist who is credited with being the inventor of what item that she designed to help with her observations and experiments on marine life. You didn't put a year on this one, right? No. Okay. But um, I'll give you a year. I'll be happy to give you a year. It makes me think it won't help. But <laughs> um, The year 1832. Ooh. Great. I have an absolutely bizarre guess locked in. Those are the best kinds of guesses. <laughs> I already feel stupid just writing it down, but I have no idea. But... I mean, personally, I followed her work since the 1850s. <laughs> you were an early adopter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every idea I have seems more ridiculous than the last. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I'm locked in. Oh, okay, I'm locked in. All right, Steph. Was she the first one to take them out of the water and keep them in an aquarium? Are you asking me, or is that your answer? <laughs> I'm going to go with that's my answer, but I have absolutely zero idea. Okay. Jen? I mean, I'm also asking. I put a glass tank like an aquarium, so. Okay. Yeah. And Emily? Three for three. That was my crazy Whoa! idea, too. I said aquarium. <laughs> Well, she... I started out with scuba or maybe snorkel. And then he said 1832. And I was like, I don't know if those are around that long. So then I had to like totally restart my thought process. Well, the uh, English biologist, one of my favorite early English biologists, Richard Owen, referred to who referred to her as the mother of aquariophily. Wow. Because she is the inventor of the aquarium and the systematic application of the aquarium to study marine life. I guess it wasn't cool. so wild and crazy. Guess not. I also wonder if people invented, like, not modern scoop or not scuba um, snorkel. Like, somebody at some point in time had to have thought in ancient times, like, if I just stick this bamboo reed up, I could probably breathe, right? So that feels really old. Yeah. But then well, the scuba, yeah. But like the full scuba gear. Right, know, right. That's been yeah. around that long. No. And, you know, people people were keeping, like the, the Chinese had been keeping fish in fountains and, and tubs and things, like, you know, koi and that sort of thing for a long, long time. But she was the first to, to do it in, as, as far as I, I could tell, in glass aquaria for the purposes of studying them. Okay. All right, at the end of category three, we've got Emily with 60, Jennifer 80, and Steph 95. Which brings us to channeling cattle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, brings us to category four, which is athletes. It's nice knowing you guys. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like a lot of sweet sometimes. music I'm here. <laughs> like how many different sweet uh little tracks do you have i'm averaging 50 50 so we'll see oh you guys could not seem less enthusiastic about this category <laughs> we could try i have a i have a few ideas that are helpful and if you go anywhere beyond those or right. I, I mean we'll we'll see we'll see right i'll just start out with my devo impression and say oksana bayul <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, she is not an answer. I'll give you that. Question one. That's why I got to get it out ahead of time. <laughs> At age 17, aviatrix pioneer Eleanor Smith was the first and only person to fly under all four New York City suspension bridges. For two, uh, for two points each, name all the bridges. And for an additional two points, name the river that they cross. That's not athletes. That's geography. Uh, well, that was um, my thought. <laughs> I thought so too, but I like the question. And oh, uh, you can uh, take up your complaints with Bettina. I don't know New York bridges. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked in with a bunch of made up bridges. Okay. I have three bridges. I'm deciding on a fourth. As in, I'm trying to think of a fourth. I'm starting to think that maybe I should have been Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Can 
Because I just uh, keep thinking, uh, uh, how am I supposed to catch up if you guys don't ever get them wrong? I'm locked in with bridges that I think are bridges and a river. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with Jen. Okay, I have spent a fair bit of time in New York City. So I know that the main three bridges that you see going east from Manhattan over the East River from south to north are BMW, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and in parentheses, George, Washington. I didn't know there was a fourth, so I'm going to guess Queens. Okay. Steph? Um, I did the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, and the Verazno something hyphenated bridge that I know is there. And then I guess that maybe there's one named after, say, Williamsburg. And I also guess the East River. Okay. You're right. I think it's, mm, yep. Emily? This just took a weird turn because I said the Brooklyn Bridge, the Washington Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, then I guess the Queens River Bridge, because I think there's a Queens River Bridge, which made me guess the river as the Queens River, because I don't know. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Well, I'll tell you, the, the answers are the Queensboro River, or, I'm sorry, the Queensboro Bridge. Williamsburg Bridge, Manhattan Bridge, and the Brooklyn Bridge, all crossing the East River. So, um, Jen, you got Manhattan, Brooklyn, the river, and you said Queens. I give you one point um, for that. It, okay. Because I assume, huh? That was a good guess then. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming that the Queensboro Bridge does go to Queens, but it's called Queensboro. What assume it does? So, Steph, I think you got everything but Queensboro. Correct. Because you got Williamsburg, not uh, yeah. Washington. Not Washington. So you got eight points. And Emily, you got Manhattan, Brooklyn, and you also said Queens something. So I gave you one point for that. So you got five. Sound good? I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Question two. At the 1984 Olympics held in Los Angeles, Joan Benoit was the first ever winner of what Olympic event? This was the first year that the event was held, was, was open for women, though it had been part of the Olympic Games for men since the games were first played in 1896. All right, I'm locked in with a guess. I'm locked in with something. Me too. <laughs> All right, let's start with Steph. I put hurdles, I don't know. Emily? I put shot put. Okay, and Jen. Shot put's not a bad guess. I went with biathlon, assuming they wouldn't let women shoot. But okay. Isn't that a winter it's one? Supermarket sweep. The correct answer: women's marathon. Oh wow! It was a lot earlier than that that women could run the Boston Marathon, right? Like that the woman jumped in and posed as a man. Well, could or did are two different things. Well, yeah. the year that she did it, and then I don't know how long it even was after that that they were allowed. But I was yeah. actually debating between marathon and shot put. Wow. When was yeah. shot put? I'm not up on my Dang marathon it. history, so I don't know when women were in the Boston Marathon. But do you know the story of the woman that that she like dressed up as a man and jumped in and ran, and then when they discovered her, they tried to drag her off the race course, but a lot of the race participants and spectators kind of protected her and she finished i don't remember her name but no i don't remember that i remember pretty cool. a story of a woman who like took a cab in the middle of it uh that's less cool <laughs> <laughs> efficient but less less cool more cheaty right <laughs> didn't they make that joke on fresh prince how oh, did they i don't know yeah the butler jeffrey fled england because he took a cab in the middle of a marathon and got <laughs> caught and he had to leave That's in disgrace. That's, That's one way to write somebody else. I don't know else. why I know that and not who the first woman <laughs> a marathon Olympian was, but there's my brain. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird nugget there. Mm -hmm. Question three, Lauren William is the first American woman to win, to win gold in both the summer and winter Olympics. In 1912, I'm sorry, in 2012, she won the 100-meter sprint. What sporting event did she win in the 2014 Sochi Games? 
again, I feel like I should be Andy because it's another freaking Olympics question. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Olympics. I'm locked in with an idea. Locked in. Oh, uh, locked in. Emily? I went with the luge. Jen? Speed skating? And Steph? I went with the bobsled since they run for a very short amount and then jump in and do nothing else. Okay. Well, your logic is impeccable, Steph. It is the two-person bobsled. That is impressive. Good job. I had my finger on the button, too. (laughs) I'm sure you'll get to use it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Um, Final question. Uh, On August 6th, 1926, Gertrude Ederly became the first woman swimmer to do what? Locked Locked in. in? Locked in. You guys, you must write write really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jen. Swim the English Channel. Steph. Swim the English Channel. And Emily. Swim the English Channel. You are all correct. She swam the English Channel. All right. We've got at the end of category four, Emily with 75, Jen 97, and Steph 123. Gotta catch up. Gotta I catch have to get up. a buffer so that when the next categories come up, I can just fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gunning for the Allison line. All right. Category five is called Famous Families. Question one What actor's mother, Ju- Judith Love Cohen, had many incredible accomplishments, including a dancer, uh, being a dancer in the New York Metropolitan Opera Ballet? a founder of a children's multimedia publishing company. Uh, but her greatest achievement was as an aerospace engineer, where she worked on the abort guidance system, which was crucial for the safe return of the Apollo 13 flight crew. Locked in. I just heard this again recently. I'm a punt. All right. We'll start. You've with- got to. I mean, Devo needs to hear that, right? So. <laughs> Are you going to do the dance? I'm, I'm not doing the dance. Oh, come on. You got to do the dance. I'll be so disappointed if you don't do the dance. All right. Well, let's start with Steph. I remember just reading about this again recently. I believe even when she was in labor with him, she was doing some of the math and it was Jack Black. Okay. And Emily? Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's the high, twisting, hang time spiral. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that was, yeah loved it that was perfect thank you so much for doing that <laughs> mute myself so i can hyperventilate for a second <laughs> I mean, is it me or did she sound like she was really enjoying that <laughs> <laughs> it sounded awfully fun it just oozed out of her <laughs> oh, it was a lot sexier than when demo did it <laughs> <laughs> all right jen what do you got <laughs> all right breathe <laughs> i i also have jack black it is jack black all right let's move on question two what journalist political commentator and reality game show host is the youngest son of railroad heiress and fashion designer gloria vanderbilt locked in locked in i'm not gonna do well in this category guys that wrecked me uh, locked in with a really stupid guess. Okay. We'll start with um, Emily. I said Carson Daly because my brain is gone. <laughs> Jen? <laughs> I have Anderson Cooper written down on my paper. Steph? I also have Anderson Cooper. The correct answer is Anderson Cooper. Phew. He's a reality the game show, show host. Thing. host? Yeah, that, that threw me. Yeah, he, uh, Didn't he host Jeopardy? Uh, I don't know. He hosted The Mole. He did like three seasons oh. of The Mole on ABC in the early 2000s, I think. I was wondering if he was one of the rotating Jeopardy hosts. All right. Question three. Blythe Danner is, a, is an Emmy and Tony Award winning actress with a career approaching 60 years. Who is her famous daughter? Herself an actress and pseudoscience peddler. Locked, Locked in. in. Feel like I know this and I'm, I guess maybe I just don't know the pseudoscience piece of it. So I'm going to 
<laughs> That's my favorite part of that question. Well, I, I like that part of the question. I'm just not sure that I know who that applies to, but I'm going to lock in with a guess. Okay. It essentially just brings one name up for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's... Oh, I Which think may I know may who not it is right. now that I've already locked in, but yes, I'm, yep, I was thinking too old. Let's yeah. start, I'll start with Jen. All right. Yeah, I think I went way too old and I wrote Goldie Hawn. I think I know who okay. it is now. Steph? Gwyneth Paltrow? And Emily? Gwyneth Paltrow. It is Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And question four. I'm going to play you a clip from a singer named Minnie Ripperton. Um, it's a song you probably heard of before. Um, and I'll ask you a question when we're done. Loving you is more than just a dream come true. And everything that I do is out of loving you. All right. That was Minnie Ripperton, who is Minnie's Emmy Award winning daughter and Saturday Night Live alumnus. I think this might be when I punt. <laughs> I can't do it again. It's got to be somebody else. It'll kill me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to punt. It's official. Yep. Partially because I have absolutely no idea the answer and partially because I want to see what this does when it happens again. Oh, I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, you'll be letting uh, the whole podcast down a, with a guess. I, sorry, man. You just cut and paste the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, just put that background track right over this one. I'm going to lock in with someone who at least was on SNL. All right. Let's start with Steph. Oh, you punted, right? Yep. Now Ray Guy <laughs> comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. I'm so disappointed. Felt like I'm still wiping tears from my <laughs> eyes from the first time. Emily, what do you got? Um, I just guessed Mia Farrow because I had no idea. Okay. And uh, Jennifer. Jane Curtin. All I'm trying to say is yeah. sweep around yep. your front door. The correct answer is Maya Rudolph. That makes sense. Van Curtin seemed too I gotta old say, again. I love that sweet music, and I always dance along to that. I just don't make sounds when I dance <laughs> along to that one. <laughs> and you're not on microphone, usually. Yeah. What do you mean to the clip or the clip that I played or the punt music? To, to the clip you just played, that sweet one. I yeah. love that one. I always dance to it. Oh, but, okay. But, you know, quietly. Okay. <laughs> Devo doesn't do anything quietly. (laughs) It's just not in his nature. All right. At the end of category five, Emily has 85, Jen 117, Stephanie 153, extending her lead. Wow. Hey, Emily, are you regarding suggesting this this game tonight? (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, I'm having fun. That's all that oh, really that's matters. That's I knew I wasn't going to do important. well. <laughs> all right. Our final category is literature. So, and here's where I crash and burn. So I'm going to name three characters from books written by famous female authors. Uh, and so give us the name of the author. These aren't necessarily all from the same books. So question one is Picola Breedlove, Sula, and Sethi. What? Locked in? I have a guess. Locked in? Yeah, I'll lock in with the guess also. Okay. We'll start with Emily. Um, I thought that maybe the, the single name might be indicative of like possibly slave names. So I guessed Harriet Beecher Stowe. Okay. Jen? Yeah, something rang a bell here and this is where i admit i've never seen the movie the color purple or read the book but i went with alice walker that rang a bell there somewhere okay and steph i remember reading sula in college at tony morrison so 
Emily and Jen, you were both really, really close. Yes. Um, those. Uh, except not. Well. Except, yeah, except totally not. But. <laughs> I mean, Sethi was uh, from Beloved um, by Toni Morrison, but it, it was uh, the name of an enslaved person. And I don't know. I don't know. Was Sula about slavery as well? I remember the name. <laughs> and okay. the author. <laughs> And nothing else. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. It was Toni Morrison, though. All right. Question two. Louis de Pont du Lac, Reuben Golding, and Rowan Mayfair. I'm not going to hit the Allison line. <laughs> it's not going to happen, guys. I have a guest locked in. I, I can I can throw an easy mode in there if if you want it. Ooh, I'll take easy mode. Sure. <laughs> okay. Everybody wants the easy mode? <laughs> yes. Uh, so the easy mode is in a movie, Louis Dupont du Lac was played by Brad Pitt. Locked in. I answer, but I'm still guessing. Locked in. Okay. Jen. Anne Rice. Steph. And Emily. Anne Rice. You, that is correct. That was from wow. interview, interview with the Empire, Vampire. <laughs> interview with the Empire is very different. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember his last name because I don't think they really mention it in the movie and I've never actually read that book. Yeah, if they don't call him by it, that yeah, see that not coming up. I don't, I don't think I've seen it either. Um, so Reuben Golding <laughs> is from The Wolf Gift and Rowan Mayfair is from The Witching Hour. I haven't even okay. heard of those books. No, I haven't either. I haven't either. <laughs> uh, I've never say- been a big, I, I've always found, found Anne Rice to be kind of long-winded for my tastes. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst in that movie, though, was phenomenal. She plays crazy as a child really well. (laughs) Question three. Tom Robinson, Calpurnia, and Hank Clinton. Locked in. Locked in? I've fallen into the pothole. You only need one of these next two, Emily, to get to get to to break the ice. I know. Oh, yeah. No pressure. (laughs) <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Those names are so familiar and like trying to get to the books to the author. My brain just went, hmm, nah, I, don't, I don't think we're going to do that today. Nah. <laughs> that reminds me of Andy's premature lockage a few episodes ago where he, I don't even remember now which what it was that he couldn't come up with, but it, he knew everything about it except <laughs> yeah. the answer. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. I'll lock in with a completely wrong answer just so we can move on. Okay. Let's start with Jen. Harper Lee. Steph. Harper Lee. And Emily. Mary Shelley. The correct answer is Harper Lee. And I might just write Mary Shelley over here on the side. <laughs> right. Another female <laughs> author to think of. If, if that's the next one. <laughs> then you're welcome <laughs> so tom robinson and calpurnia are from to kill a mockingbird tom robinson is the uh the black man who was uh accused of the crime um uh, calpurnia was the the housekeeper and hank clinton was in go set a watchman which never I never did read that one me neither all right our final question margaret simon jill brenner and Farley Drexel Fudge Hatcher. Locked in. I feel like this is probably pretty contemporary, which is not does not bode well for me. Depends on what you mean by contemporary, I guess. Within the last century. <laughs> there weren't a lot of fudges running around in the 1700s. Yeah. I'm going to lock in to put myself out of my misery. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to make a joke about... Uh, Pride and Prejudice, but I won't. <laughs> Fudge could be a nickname for Fitzwilliam, basically. Fitzwilliam? Literally, Fitzwilliam the answer Fudge? I wrote down was Jane Austen, Austin, and I was going to say Fitzwilliam was what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph, what do you got? Um, because I wasn't kidding and I was waiting for Fitzwilliam, I actually wrote down Jane Austen because I have no idea. Ah, gotcha. Emily? Um... I just went with Louisa May Alcott because I have no idea. Okay. And Jen? 
this book is sitting on my dining room table, one of them, and I'm not in there, so I'm not cheating, but uh, I always confuse two authors, and I went with my gut feel of which one was the right one, and then locked it in before I could change my mind, Judy Bloom. Correct answer is Judy Bloom. Oh, good. Phew. What's so the other author? It was uh, um, the Beverly Cleary. You know, I, I grew up reading both of their books like interchangeably all the time, and they both were writing that same style of kids' books through the 80s. And yeah. Yeah, I could have done that. She, if, I, if I thought of her, I could have done, uh, see, that would have been Ramona and yeah. Henry. Henry Higgins, Higgins or Huggins. Huggins? Huggins, I think. Maybe. Yeah. And I probably would have gone with his dog. I forget his dog's name. Henry and. No, it's we'll not just, coming to me. We'll just say Rufus. Okay. Uh, so I anyway, be more likely to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so for this last one, Margaret Simon is the Margaret in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh, of course, yeah. Jill Brenner is the uh, the main character in the book Blubber, and um, Fudge Hatcher is the little brother, I believe, in a series of books about the fudge chronicles or something like that yeah one of my kids is reading super fudge right now yeah all right so what that means is at the end of our regular rounds emily has 90 points jennifer mm. 142 and steph 178 that's a big so difference. i just have to not crash and burn and sudden death like i always do is what you're saying <laughs> right this i mean it, emily is not mathematically eliminated yet Will their answers hold up? Find out next. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the Big Four North American Sports Leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast, Quiz and Hers, might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports. And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones, internet memes, sandwiches, or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship. All right, so the way this sudden death is going to work, uh, I'm going to give you a brief biography. Um, it, so again, most of these, the first ones were written uh, by Bettina, and uh, she wrote them in the first person. So I'm going to read them in the first person. <laughs> um, so you just have to tell me who I am at the end of each question. You're Neil. Well, No. No, do I, do I really need to explain this again, Emily? <laughs> Who am I okay, pretending to be? All right, so question one. I was a Roman goddess, but my name is shared by a character played by Elliot Page in a 2007 film. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in? See, he just wanted me to get to 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did think at that moment, is he putting a mythology question first? Because that's a good idea. <laughs> Jen. Not my only hobby. <laughs> Just the only one I know. <laughs> you, you said Jen? Jen, yeah. Juno. Emily? Juno. And Steph? Juno. It is Juno. Question two. I'm a starlet that constantly tested Hollywood censors with my provocative appearance and unapologetic observations on men and sex. In my mid-80s, I would star in my last movie, Sextet. Uh, in which I would quip, is that a gun in your pocket or are you just glad to see me? I'm going to lock in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Okay. Start with Emily. 
I have no idea. So I just said Zsa Zsa Gabor because, yeah. Okay. That's a good guess. Steph? I'm hoping it's Mae West. And Jen? I get all the starlets mixed up. I rolled out Marilyn Monroe pretty quickly. Um, and then I also went with Mae West. Uh, the correct answer is Mae West. Whew. I Emily, thought she was the most provocative. But. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emily, I am sorry you are out. I'm not surprised. But Jen and Stefan will continue on. Okay. I will say, after a full day of doing taxes, trivia, pretty relaxing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, good. Um. I was I was about to ask if you had a glass of wine, but then I remembered your condition and realized ah, that you probably sure weren't. <laughs> uh, question three. I was born into slavery in 1822, but escaped in 1849 and made three missions to rescue many other enslaved people. I was also a spy for the Union Army and a woman suffrage activist before my death in 1912. Really? Neil? I, these. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Locked in. What? I said locked in. No, I heard you. I was I, oh, Emily was breaking no. up there. I just said the one thing. <laughs> I know. I was that was a joke. <laughs> Sometimes I pretend not to hear people. Sorry, bad perception. Can't hear. I'm locked in. Okay. Jen? I had two possible names. Um if it wasn't one of them, I don't know it. And I locked in with Tubman. Steph? I also had two names and also went with Tubman. Well, you went with the correct one. Who was the other one? Truth? Truth. Yep. Yep. You were both I know correct. a lot less of her story, I feel like. So, I don't know. should look that up. Uh, question four. I'm an Australian actress that garnered seven Oscar nominations and two acting wins. I'm the only actress to win an Oscar for portraying another Academy Award winning actress. Kels probably would have locked in a long time ago. No, I, I can picture her, and I'm trying to remember her damn name. <laughs> well, and I'm picturing who I'm hoping it is. Academy Award winner, <laughs> or Oscar winner, or whatever. Okay, I, I'm locked in. Okay. Steph? I'm hoping it's Nicole Kidman. Jen? I'm hoping that it's Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett. The answer is the Academy Award-winning Kate Blanchett. Oh, wow. She played Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator, maybe? I think that's right. <clears throat> Steph, I'm sorry, you are eliminated, which means that Jennifer, Jennifer has a chance to uh, overtake you now. I still have to get four more questions, though. I think it's a lot. Okay. It's all you, Jen. Okay. Question five. I was the first African-American to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. I was a good friend of Eleanor Roosevelt, and after being denied the right to sing at the Constitution Hall by the Daughters of the American Revolution, she was instrumental in arranging my memorable performance at the Lincoln Center in 1939. I know that whole story. Yep, we've had that on the and show. And I know before. her first name, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to pull a last name out. And I'm not going to give you a first name because it could be wrong. But I think it's Bessie. And I'm going to go with Coleman. Okay. That's your answer? Yes, Coleman. Uh, you were wrong on both counts. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Does anybody else know? I just heard that episode again and I can't remember what her name was. Andy went on and on. I know the entire story and one yeah. also do not know her name, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know who Bessie Coleman is. I know there was a Bessie Smith that okay. was a singer. Bessie but, Coleman is somebody, but I don't know who either. No, <laughs> that's not her. <laughs> uh, however, the person in this question is Marion Anderson. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that sounds Note kind of self? familiar now. Read about her. Do I need to start my own post-it? Yes. <laughs> I had to expand Davos. He's running out of space. <laughs> they make the How many post-its is it? Is it a post-it wall now? No, right now it's just one post-it with another one like stuck down at the very, very bottom. 
he posted a picture of it on Discord, right? He I did. Think. Yeah. Yeah. He did. But I feel like he's added to it since then. I feel like every single show he adds to it. <laughs> well, the post it was originally me reminding him that Rihanna exists as a person. Right. Because <laughs> that was an issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't think and I've I had really a Rihanna like question since then. Uh, you have, actually. Have and the post it saved him. Well, anyway, uh, so in our sudden death round, everybody has answered one question incorrectly. So the final scores of the game are Emily with 100 points. Woo. Jen ended up with a 182 and Stephanie with 208. Congratulations, Stephanie. That's Got lapped. Very nice. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised I got lapped, <laughs> but I had fun. You want to You're run creating these? a new human being there, so and yes, <laughs> so exhausting. Yes, to Neil's question. <laughs> yes, we want to keep going. All right, so uh, just I guess just shout out the answer if you know it. Uh, question six: In 1968, I became the first Black woman to be elected to the United States Congress, where I served for 14 years and became one of the founding members of the Congressional Black Caucus. Um. Oh, is it um Ch- Chisholm? Chisholm? Yes. yes, Shirley Chisholm. Okay. That's yes. Uh, question seven. I'm a TV character known for my beehive hairstyle that was modeled after the TV creator's mom's TV creator's mom's hairdo from the 1960s. My middle March. name and huh? Oh, I was sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know that. I thought you were done. No, my middle name and maiden name is Jacqueline Bouvier. Marge Simpson. Marge yeah. Simpson. Yeah, that is Marge Simpson. Yeah. Uh, question eight. I was born in St. Louis in 1906, but moved to France in the twenties to pursue my singing and dancing career. After becoming a French citizen, I worked as a spy during world war II, for which I was awarded several medals in later years. I became active in the U S civil rights movement. Not Matahari. No, <laughs> the only, that was my first thought too until the years. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the only name that comes to mind, I think is actually a French woman and that's a deep Piaf. So that doesn't, Makes sense. No, I don't. I don't think I know this. Give up. Yeah. It's sure. Jos- Josephine Baker. Oh, really? I can picture her face. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she I was, know that? She was gorgeous, but she uh, she was facing too much discrimination here in the U.S. and went to France and became a worldwide sensation. And um, because of her celebrity. She was able to travel. She like hobnobbed with Nazis, would gather information, and then she would do things like write on her uh, sheet music and invisible ink and take it back to the French resistance where they would, you know, she would give them the information that she gathered from the Nazis. She even um, apparently would pin notes to in in her underwear that she was wearing because she assumed that because of her celebrity she wouldn't get strip searched when she was traveling between like northern northern africa and uh and spain wow so, she was probably right cool too. crazy yeah but she's she she used to wear her uh her french military outfit with multiple medals that she that she got wow yeah very brave she was yeah. risking her life yeah <clears throat> um Question nine. I'm a fictional character of great beauty that was devoted to my father and left brokenhearted by my royal bow, which is the reason I took my own life. The image of my drowning was captured in a famous painting by John Everett Millay. I've been portrayed on screen by the likes of Julia Stiles and Helena Bonham Carter. Is that Ophelia? It is Ophelia. Oh, nice. Uh, From Hamlet. And finally... I got one. (laughs) Uh, finally, I'm a Pakistani educator activist who was shot by a Taliban gunman because of my activism when I was 15 years old. Two years later, I became the youngest ever Nobel laureate. Who am I? Malala. 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 Yusuf Sai. Yusuf Sai, I think. Never would have gotten the last name. I would have accepted. I would have hoped you would have taken first name for that one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there was there was kind of a hint on that one because she wrote a book called uh, "I Am I Am Malala." Malala. I am yeah. Malala. <laughs> so there are a couple people that I kind of expected to turn up that did not, and that right. would be Hedy Lamar 
and Mae Jemison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are both uh, both brilliant women, but there's only there's only room for so many. I only so had awesome thirty four questions. Thankfully, there are more amazing women throughout history than that. Some had to get cut. It's true. That just means it can happen again. Yeah, that it can. We could probably do another one of these. Uh, so, but thank you to Bettina. Those were awesome questions. Very different than a lot of the other quizzes, which is super fun. I think. Um, thank you to Jennifer and and Stephanie for being on the show with me and for doing this Oops All Girls episode. It was super fun. Uh, so, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Bettina. This was amazing. And thanks to all of you. Um, this was a super, super fun time for my first time being on the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. And I enjoyed it greatly. So thanks, everyone. And good night. Stephanie. Thank you. I um, enjoyed pretending to be Kells up to and including <laughs> actually winning, which I have yet to do on this uh, <laughs> podcast. So apparently next time I have to pretend to be Kells again. <laughs> a good plan. And we'll keep that in mind if I ever get to choose again. <laughs> Neil? Man, I feel like a woman. And I was your MC, Emily. I've got one more thing to say, just because I wanted to prove that it's not just an Allison thing. It's a Southern girl thing. Bye. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Signing that off. That was amazing. Greetings. This is the Brain Ladle Lyric Bod 5000. You can reach us on Twitter at Ladle Brain, on Facebook at Brain Ladle Productions, or on our website at BrainLadleTrivia.com. You can join us on Patreon where a $10 donation will get you a show invite. I like big butts and I cannot lie. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved. Sure, come get this baby.